Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Donna Lyons. She's an entrepreneur, a business coach, and she's the co-founder and president of the Provendus Group, which is a team of business strategists that includes Mike Michalowicz, who we've had on the show as well. And they help entrepreneurial companies that have stopped growing. They've reached plateaus. And today we're going to learn about how to break through those plateaus and start expanding your business. Business again. Welcome to the show today, Donna. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're always excited to have guests who can help us grow our business because, you know, so many businesses, I think, do they get through that startup stage and have a little bit of a success. And as you well know, for whatever reason, they kind of hit a plateau. And I think a real question in a lot of these business owners' minds is, do I keep going or should I stop? And so you're here today to talk to us about some of the things that we can do to work through that and find out if we really do have a continuing viable business on our hands. And if you're a startup, what you can do to make sure that you do have a viable business. Uh, So very happy to hear about that. Now, you're an entrepreneur yourself. I kind of want to hear about that too. Uh, You had a jewelry business, I believe. I did. That was my first business, and I, I had been dreaming for many, many years of starting my own business, and I, I did that with a business partner, uh, a different business partner. It wasn't Mike, mm-hmm. um, and we basically knew nothing. <laughs> I have an MBA, but I don't think that MBA necessarily prepared me for being a small business owner. So Yeah, I hear that a lot. Really, yes. We really just had to figure it all out as we went along, and there weren't as many resources available at the time. Now you can pretty much Google anything and find information on the Internet, but we really learned things the hard way, and that's kind of what drove me eventually to want to become a business coach and work with small business owners and get them past some of those hurdles that they may or may not anticipate Mm -hmm. and just make it easier and a smoother ride for them than we had. And, and how did you end up with the Provendus group? That, that's a great story. Uh, Mike and I have a mutual business contact. I, I'm also involved in a group called Believe, Inspire, Grow. It's a women's empowerment group for women business owners. And, And I've been a leader for them for many years and the, the CEO and founder of Believe, Inspire, Grow had met Mike uh, at an entrepreneurial conference. Mike was a, has been a speaker for Believe, Inspire, Grow. And when his second book, The Pumpkin Plan, was about to be released, he had this idea because business owners were asking him all the time, will you coach me? Will you work with me? Will you help me one-on-one? And he thought, well, there's only so much I can do as one person, Mm -hmm. and I'm not really a trained coach or consultant. And he had this vision to start a business around that, and he wanted to partner with a business coach. So Tara introduced us, and we hit it off immediately. Our business philosophies, passions, everything just really jived. And within a few months, we had decided to start this company together around 
the um, the strategies and the methods in the pumpkin plan to get these ideas out there and the methodologies out there to really support as many small businesses as we could. Yeah, now tell us a little bit about the pumpkin plan. I know Mike has come on right after the book was published and he, he came here and spoke in Kansas City about it actually, but there's probably a lot of listeners who aren't familiar with the pumpkin plan. So if you could uh, introduce us to that, that would be a great foundation. Okay, well, the first thing you need to know is it's not about growing pumpkins. <laughs> I mean, it's an analogy. Right. <laughs> um, but you don't have to be a pumpkin farmer to uh, benefit from reading the book. It's actually the, the book itself is probably one of the most entertaining business books you'll ever read. And if you, you've heard Mike speak, you'll know why. He's very funny uh, when he speaks, and he's very funny when he writes. And he takes business, and he has this gift of really drilling things down to make all of these concepts very understandable. And one of the ways that he did that in the pumpkin plan was he he had noticed that Growing a giant pumpkin, and you've all probably seen these either in the newspaper or maybe in in person, one of those giant one-ton pumpkins that the the farmer may, you know, win a prize for that or something. Mm -hmm. If you want to grow one of those pumpkins, you do things slightly differently than if you're going to grow an ordinary-sized pumpkin. And what he realized was the process of growing a giant pumpkin can be related to the process of growing an extraordinary giant business. And the, what you start with is a special seed. So if you were growing a giant pumpkin, you would not use the same seed as you would use if you were growing a, a regular, ordinary, everyday pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with your business. You need a special seed to start with, and and we call that seed your sweet spot. Okay. And so the basis of all of this is to grow that giant pumpkin, in other words, your business, into this colossal pumpkin. you got to build a strong foundation, and that takes a special seed. And, uh, exactly. Okay. So what are some of the keys to that sweet spot? You, you talk about three elements, I believe, that are essential to the sweet spot. Exactly. So if you could picture three rings, sort of like the Olympic rings, and that they overlap a little bit, and there's a point in the center where all three rings overlap, that's the diagram that we use to explain this. And the three rings, or the three elements, are your top clients, Mm -hmm. that's number one, Mm -hmm. your unique offering is number two, and the ability to systematize your business is number three. And the intersection where all three of those meet, that offering and foundation in your business where you have all three of those elements is where you can grow your business. Okay, that's, so hence your sweet spot. That's your sweet spot. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, each of those if you're okay with that. Let's dive a little bit deeper into each one of them. Okay. So you mentioned top clients. What, when you talk about top clients, how do you characterize that? Because people might have different definitions, might be their most, uh, the ones that generate the most revenue. It may be the ones that are, they don't generate as much revenue, but they're big advocates for you. I mean, how do you, how do you define that? That's a great question because I think when you read marketing material and you hear people, 
people speak about marketing, a lot of them talk about your ideal client. Yes. We talk about top clients for a reason. If you have an ongoing business and you can get, you can create a list of all of your clients and put them in order of revenue, you know, the highest revenue, let's say over a period of time, 12 months. So list them in order of revenue. And then you, you make columns, so envision like a spreadsheet, and you can make columns for all of those other things that you just mentioned as well. So, for example, if you have the kind of business where you actually work directly with clients, maybe you have a service business, mm-hmm. you want to rank them on how much do you like them? Um, <laughs> do, you, do you run away screaming when you see their caller ID come up on the phone? Right, right. Or are you doing the happy dance. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, and that is a good point because uh, as a small business owner, your resources are scarce. And typically, we tend to think of our resources as how many people is it going to take to service that client? Um, how many, you know, other things that have a financial uh, component to it in order to service them. But I think what people leave out a lot of time is the emotional investment that some of these clients require that sap you and don't allow you to service your other clients as well. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. If you are spending so much time dealing with troublesome clients, and they may not be troublesome for somebody else, right. they just might not be the right fit for you, then they are absolutely taking your resources away from serving those better clients who ultimately will help you be more profitable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even the amount of time that they take up, some customers take up more than their fair share of your time and resources. Right. So it's great to be able to rank them on a number of these elements. Do they refer people to you? Do they give you repeat business? Um, Do they say great things about you on social media? You come up with all these categories and and give them a grade as if you're in school. Um, And you can do A, B, C, D, which is something that we do. We rank them that way. And then we give them a grade point average, essentially. We give them a score at the end. And what's really interesting is that more often than not, you'll start to see a pattern with your top clients. And you'll start to get a sense of what kind of a client makes a better client for you. Mm -hmm. And Maybe if you're, so if you're a business to business company, for example, you might be able to hone in on an industry or, um, or maybe it's clients who need a certain service from you. Like maybe all your top clients buy a specific package or a specific service or a specific product from you. So what you want to do is rank your top clients first and then start to look for what do they have in common? Mm-hmm. And as you find what they have in common, you create that top client avatar. And this is really important because, as we know, with marketing, if you're marketing to everybody, you're not, you're not really getting any clients. Exactly. Because your message is so diluted. Right. But if you know who your top clients are, you can serve them better. You can create more products and services that answer their specific needs. And your marketing message is going to hit the mark because you're going to really get to know them. So that's why it's so important to know who your top clients are, who are your best clients that, that give you a lot of business, they're profitable, you love working with them, 
and and they're referring other people to you because that's what's going to grow your business. Exactly. So you narrow and narrow and narrow during this top client so that you can really find uh, what your your own specialty is, which leads to the next thing, uh, your unique offering. When we get back, we're going to talk about that next element in determining your sweet spot, the unique offering. We're talking with Donna Lyons here from the Provendus Group. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at IThinkBigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at IThinkBigger.com. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Donna Lyons. She is a co-founder and president of the Provendus Group, which uh, helps businesses that have plateaued overcome that and continue to expand. And she's been talking about the three elements that combine when they the three circles overlap. And in that overlap is your sweet spot for your business, The what you can use to start that expansion. We've talked about the first one, which is the top clients. And the next one is unique offering. Talk to us about that. So if let's say that you know who your top clients are and you have the systems to, to grow whatever your offering is, but you don't have anything unique. What you experience is price pressure. Yes. So if you're a business that gets this comment all the time, um, okay, well, I'm talking to a few other people. Maybe their prices are a little better than yours. If you're constantly hearing the comments about pricing, then you don't look different. You look the same as everyone else. And what they're doing is they're price shopping. Your, your customers and your potential customers are price shopping. The way to avoid that is to be different, to look like an apple in a sea of oranges. <laughs> and the way to be different, you don't want to be different just for the sake of being different. Like, you don't want to just stand on your head and say, okay, look, I'm different. Sure. What you, would, what you ideally want to do now that you know your top clients, you've, you've done the evaluation and you know who your top clients are, you sit down and you interview them. And you ask them some key questions, not just about what they like about you and what they think. Don't ask them, what, what do you think I could do better? They probably won't tell you the truth unless they really don't like you. <laughs> if they like you, they don't, they don't want to insult you. Right. So the, the question that we like to ask is, what drives you crazy about my industry? Mm. What don't you like about, you know, uh, widget companies in general? And that way it doesn't feel personal, and they'll feel free to tell you what they don't like, and it may or may not apply to you. 
maybe they're telling you, I don't like this about other companies, and that's why I'm with you. Mm. And there you have the seed of, hey, this is what I can grow into my unique offering. And what you want to do is, is have a unique offering that your top clients really care about. Yeah. And then you promote that. So let's say, let's say you're really fast at what you do and your top clients really value that you're really fast. Then what you can do is focus on getting faster and faster mm-hmm. and go out there and say, yes, I do all these other things. Great. Just like my competitors, but I'm the fastest out there. And what you'll do is you'll attract more of your top clients that care about speed. Okay. So when you talk about uh, developing your unique offering or, or discovering your unique offering, one of the things, like you said, you can, you can uh, look back to the top client list and some of the things they made. They may have said you, or that you may have ranked them on there. Um, you can look at uh, or you can ask them not directly, you know, what, what do I do that drives you crazy? But you know, what does, does the industry do? But you can also look at, uh, maybe I read this in the book or something. Um, but I remember, um, hearing it and that is you can look at the backgrounds and skills, even of yourself and your staff and what you bring to the table and the connections perhaps that you bring. Yes. It goes beyond yes, the product absolutely. or service. Yeah. Yes, that absolutely plays into it. Um, you, don't, you don't want to try to develop something that's not a strength for your company and for you. You want to find that very perfect combination of your strengths matching what your top clients want and need. And usually you've already started to attract those people who are attracted to your strengths. Yes. And what happens a lot is companies grow almost by accident. A, a lot of small businesses, they get some clients, they get some momentum. Um, but then when they hit a plateau, it's because now they have to focus on strategy. Yes. And so now it's about narrowing down and identifying what that really, um, that really strong strength is for you and how you match it. We don't believe at all in trying to take your weaknesses and improve them because you'll really just spin your wheels. So absolutely, look at your own background, your own strengths. What does your company already do well? Mm-hmm. And capitalize on that. Yeah, You know, when I talk to business owners, of the three things that you've mentioned here, we've yet to talk about systemization, but uh, when I talk to companies, I think unique offering, and I don't know why, but I think unique offering is one of the hardest of these three to get their arms around. And I don't know if it's because it just becomes so very personal, really, at its crux, and you're too close to it to see, or, or you're just so used to doing everything for everybody because it's revenue that it's too much discipline to have to really narrow. I don't know what it is, but do you find that as well? Yes. I I think, number one, I think it's hard to look at yourself Mm -hmm. and look at your your own business and see what other people see from the outside. True. It's very difficult to do that, which is why it's great to work with a coach or a consultant, somebody who can help you sort through all of the noise and find those gems. Uh, It's hard for for you as a person to see what's great about you, but other people find it obvious. So that's one reason why you go to your top clients and why you have somebody guide you through this process. I think the other issue is that most of us think we're the best at what we do. <laughs> yeah. 
right? Yes. <laughs> we all think, you should hire me because I'm the best. The best, everybody thinks they're the best, and everybody says they're the best. What you need is to be more specific about that and why you are the best. Um, and some, for different companies, it's different things. And we actually break that down. We look at what we call area of innovation, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll divide that into price, which I don't really advise any small business to try to compete on price because that's going to eventually kill your profits unless you've developed some in, you know, insanely revolutionary system for producing something at an amazingly cheaper price than your competitors. So the other two areas are quality and convenience. Mm. And convenience is basically, I like to use Amazon, even though they're they're a giant company, I like to use them as an example, because if you look at how they revolutionized making, ordering, and getting deliveries from them convenient, you realize that's what they focus all of their efforts on, is that area of easy, fast delivery. You said that it's a large company, but it still impacts all of us small businesses because they have so raised the bar and set the standard for convenience that that's an expectation of all businesses now, it seems like. Yes, exactly. So what you would want to do as a company, if you were competing in some arena with a company like Amazon, is find something else that your customers really care about that Mm -hmm. you can offer that Amazon can't. Right. So, and so that you're not trying to be just as convenient as them or better, you're trying, you're showing them, well, here's why I'm worth it. Exactly. Because Amazon, yes, they have this and this, but I can deliver that. And this is what you care about. Right. We need to move on to the third one right now, systemization. What are the highlights of that piece? I find that especially for service business owners who grew the business from the ground up, in other words, they were delivering the service themselves, but this can also be uh, relating to product as, as well, but especially for service business owners, they feel like they're the only ones that can deliver their service, mm-hmm. and they'll even tell you, well, all the customers want me. <laughs> well, the, the truth is what your customers want is a consistent result, yes. so whether it's, a, you know, whether you're making cakes or you're doing bookkeeping, as long as you give them what they want, they will be happy. And if they think you're the only one who can deliver it, then they will ask for you. Mm-hmm. The w- way to ensure that you can continue to grow your business beyond what you can carry on your own shoulders and beyond the hours that you can work is to create the systems in your business that enable other people to produce your product or service and deliver it. Right. And, and I assume that if you put those processes in place and you get the right, or the systems, those processes in place, and you get the right people uh, to do them, and your customer is still asking for you, they're one of those customers that probably should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. And I think that we all, it's, we all have to examine our own egos a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes a little piece of us wants to believe that our customers only want us. That's a good so point, we yeah. we subconsciously promote that a little bit. And if we can convince our customers, you know what? Jane Doe is actually better at this than I am at this point, and you, this is the person that you want. She's the best for your, you know, for your particular needs. Then you get past 
you get past that hump. I think what happens is when a customer is constantly saying, no, I only want Donna, I only want Kelly, what that really means is that your systems haven't created that predictable result for them mm. and they're not happy with the result that they're getting mm-hmm. from you know, from that service or product being delivered by someone else. It's a great so point. Usually it goes back your system. Yeah. And I'm sure we could spend a whole show with you on how to develop those systems or how to figure out what those systems should be and then develop them. But unfortunately, we're running out of time here. So what are some final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, Just take a look at these three elements in your business. When I, I go around and I talk about this, and usually what happens is the the people in the audience will self-identify. They'll say, well, I know who my top clients are, and I've got a great, unique offering, but I don't have the systems. Or, you know, I have the systems and I have the top clients, but I can't figure out what my unique offering is. Mm -hmm. So go go take a good, hard look at what you're delivering and what you're offering and see if you can figure out which one of your offerings fits in your sweet spot, really contains all of these three elements, and then focus on growing that. And if your offering does not currently fit the definition of being in your sweet spot, then think about how you might be able to modify it or make some changes so mm-hmm. that you can continue to grow. Yeah, it sounds like it all. a lot of this boils down to just continuing to focus and focus and refocus and redefine, much like going back to the pumpkin analogy where uh, you start with the great seed, but then you have to prune it and prune it and prune it and you know pinch the other... Um, uh, pieces off the vine so that all of the nutrients and all the resources focus on that one pumpkin. Exactly. So, we didn't have time to talk about pruning today, but yeah, that's a big piece of it. Exactly. So you, you've been a source of a lot of uh, great advice and some tips here. And if you'd, we'd like to know where we can go to find some more. Uh, your oh. website, is that the best place? or? Yes. If you go to Provendus Group, P-R-O-V-E-N-D-U-S, group.com, uh, there's some information on the website. We have uh, a find the find a strategist page. Mm-hmm. So if somebody actually wants to work with a strategist, a business coach who has been trained in these methods to help you identify your sweet spot and grow it, then fill out the form and we will get right back to you and match you with a coach that can really help you. Great. And, and, and also we have a great blog. I'm just, I'm just going to say we blog about all things small business. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I would I, love for yeah. you to do that. No, I was just getting ready to plug that blog. So I'm glad that you did it. And can you get uh, the pumpkin uh, plan and profit first off that website as well? Those two books? No, you know, we don't actually have links, but you can buy either of those books on Amazon. Okay. All right. <laughs> I promise I'm not an Amazon affiliate. <laughs> but, no. Um, you could, or you can Google it. I'm sure there are other booksellers as well, but you can get them uh, at any bookstore or on online. Oh, okay. Your website one more time. Is Provendus, P-R-O-V-E-N-D-U-S group. Okay, so ProvendusGroup.com, go on out there and read the blogs, sign up for um, a a consulting or coaching uh, advice. Uh, Everything is out there that you need to support what you heard here today. Thank you again, Donna. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media or on Twitter at IThinkBigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.